Blog Talk Radio. Morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode, Listen to Me So You Can Really Hear. And I hope everyone is doing well, despite what's going on still worldwide with this COVID-19. Just know that our prayers are with you, that uh, you, your families, and uh, friends and coworkers and whomever else are, are doing well. So I always ask God, what is it that you want me to present when I go on air every other week? And uh, there's a story behind this podcast, and I'll get to it a little bit later. But as always, I always like to read the promo material. So I'm going to do that. And uh, again, it's listen to me so you can really hear. Ah. <sighs> We talk to people all the time, in person, over the phone, or through various communication and video apps. When we engage in conversation with others, we share what's on our hearts. It's a comfort to have a listening ear. Hopefully, everyone has a confidant who fills that role. What happens when the role is shifted? Do we listen and become self-involved? Do we listen and disregard the other person's feelings? Or do we always listen, waiting for the opportunity to give an answer? Proverbs chapter 1, verses 5 and 6 say, Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables and sayings and riddles of the wise. That's the New International Version. We like to have a listening ear. However, oftentimes it's difficult for us to respond to that very need of someone else and do the same. So, yes, let's talk about listening, not just hearing, but actually listening with an attentive ear, with empathy and a heart for the person who is speaking the words. So years ago, I was trained and commissioned as a chaplain. I served in the adult detention center, and also the Level 1 Trauma Center in the Pacific Northwest. And the training was through Stephen Ministries, and that's when my ear became accustomed to just listening. And now let's fast forward a little bit, because that was back in the uh, 80s and the 90s, and so now let's fast forward. And before I retired, I worked in Human Resources. And for some reason, unbeknownst to me, HR had a not-so-good rap. People didn't trust HR. Employees actually dread seeing me come into their workplace. The employees would call one another and say, she's in the building. I wonder who's getting fired today. That would always be the question of the hour. 
I'm not sure why HR had such a not-so-good reputation, but my personal goal was to make a difference and not fall into that perception. You know, those of us who work in the HR industry, there's this trendy saying that we found ourselves always kind of spewing, and it is that our goal was always to demonstrate best practices when conducting an investigation and determining the outcome of that investigation. We had to uncover the facts. We had to research um, and, and make a determination or a recommendation for corrective action, including an up, uh, up to and including termination. And that's a catchy phrase that you hear too. But best practices entailed always looking at the facts, considering the facts and covering all the facts, asking the right questions, researching case law, and then also reviewing an employee um, file and, and, and knowing the history. After doing all that, then you could proceed with the determination and recommendation. And really what I learned is you have to cross your T's and dot your I's. You just absolutely have to. You never know where that investigation, uh, investigative report might end up. It could end up with the civil rights. It could end up with the union. It could end up with, uh, you know, the EEOC, Equal Employment Opportunity, you know, any of those. It could end up being on an attorney's desk. You know, you never know. So you want to cross your T's and dot your I's. I want to go back to the statement that I made personally that early on in my career in human resources, and that is the decision to make a difference while, in, while working in HR. So I advocated not only for the employees and the management, but also I worked collaboratively with the unions and, and people that often are considered our adversaries. But I wanted to establish a reputation that was fair, just, and non-judgmental. So my professional training as an active listener was being used all throughout human resources. So I gathered this, gained this training when I started out in Stephen Ministries as a chaplain, had to listen to the inmates, you know, had to listen and sit by the, the patients, had to, you know, do the bedside uh, visits if they were uh, deathly ill or if they were uh, in ICU. Sometimes there was no communication. I just announced that I was in their room and would sit there and just be there with them. But I realized that, you know, throughout my professional career and my chaplaincy ministry, that sometimes it was really difficult for me to listen to family and friends. In fact, it was a lot more challenging. And I believe that I struggled because it was a different kind of relationship and my expectation of family members and personal friends didn't allow me to just sit and listen, especially when I thought I had all the clarity. I got to throw that in and let you know what kind of spirit was behind that whole uh, misconception. But that's an excuse if I've ever heard one. Don't fall into that trap. We can all train our ears to, to sit and listen and to receive and to learn, just like uh, Proverbs said. You know, you, you want to you listen and you want to learn. You learn more when you're listening. So the other day I was going through some old uh, boxes and I found some uh, ministry, Stephen Ministries training materials and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to keep and what I'm going to discard. But um, I found a poem that was given to our entire class, and it's entitled Listen to Me. And it was written by a Stephen ministry, minister excuse me, at First Presbyterian Church in Eden, Enid, Oklahoma. I have no idea where that is, but that's what it said at the bottom of the, the poem. And it was shared with our class by a Bob Young. And I'd like to read that to you today, and it's entitled Listen to Me. Listen to me. I am frightened. I am confused. Changes are happening so suddenly and so unexpectedly. Last month, even last week, 
I thought I knew what direction my life was taking, but today so much has changed and everyone is telling me that these changes, about these changes, but no one is listening to me. Listen to me. Allow me to think through my feelings by expressing them to someone who won't judge me, won't tell me I shouldn't have these feelings or that I don't mean what I'm saying. Perhaps if you listen to me, and I can freely tell you of my feelings, they will no longer overwhelm me. Listen to me. When I can't burden my family with my problems, they too are involved. And because we have such strong feelings about each other, we cannot always hear each other accurately when we talk. I need someone to listen to me without the words being filtered and distorted through their feelings. Listen to me when I am lonely. Oh, I know most people think that because I am busy, I have a full life. And I am glad that I have been successful in avoiding their pity. But sometimes when nights have been long, the club meetings few, the volunteer work routine, the busy neighbors, and the telephone silence, I want to cry out for human contact. But there is no one there to listen to me. Listen to me when I'm angry, and if I tell you I'm angry with God, will you reject me? Listen to me when I want to celebrate or express joy or tell of a success without appearing to be a braggart. Excuse me. And please remember, if you are listening to me, you won't top my success with one of your own or stick pins in my balloon of joy by telling me what problems may arise. While you are listening to me for those moments that I am the focus of your attention, you are giving me a part of your life. This gift will help me validate myself, help me see myself as a person of worth. It could even happen that through this gift of yourself, I may be strengthened in my awareness of the infinite power of love. In spite of the confusion, the anger, the fright, and the loneliness I may be experiencing today, when I again feel love, I am touched by God. Wow. I am so glad I uncovered that in the midst of all of my papers and this box that I was just going to toss because it really was a reminder of how important it is to be attentive, to have our ears attuned to the person with whom we are communicating. So I'm going to go back to the scripture in Proverbs chapter 1, and this time I want to read verses 1 through 6. And verse 1 says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Verse 2 says, For gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight. Verse 3 says, For receiving instruction and prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. Verse 4 says, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. And again, here's verses 5 and 6. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables and saying and saying the sayings and riddles of the wise. And then here's a familiar passage in uh, James chapter 1, verse 19. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Think about how many times you've had a discussion with someone and they're just frustrating you, maybe not to the point of anger, but just 
uh, frustrating you because they're telling you something and it seems like maybe it's a repeated uh, pattern and, and you're just trying to figure out why are you still there? Why are you stuck? How come you haven't moved forward? And then you might end up saying something that you don't quite, uh, that you do regret and that you wish you hadn't said. But brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And then in John chapter 10, verse 17, it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Chapter 5, verse 14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, I know I've made a shift here. First, I was talking about listening to others, maybe coworkers. And in my position, I was talking about inmates and patients and, uh, you know, uh, people that I worked with in human resources. But the whole listening and hearing uh, is significant, even in our walk. Uh, as as a believer so that we can hear the voice and know the voice. In John 10, 17, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So it's a comfort to know that God listens to us without judgment. It is. It's a comfort. Remember the story of Martha and Mary when Jesus was in their village and came to their house? Martha was being busy. You know, she was distracted. And Mary on the other hand, sat at the feet of Jesus to listen to what he was saying. That's in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. God is available to us 24-7 for us to use as a sounding board. You know, he is there and to listen and we can sit and listen and hear from him also. All we have to do is allow God to open our ears to hear and our hearts to listen and learn. In other words, be receptive to what God is telling or teaching us. While preparing for this episode, I was reminded of the dialogue that went that went on between Job and God and his three friends and his wife and everything that happened to Job. You know, Job is an interesting book, um, but I want to focus on the dialogue that went on. You know, his three, his three friends, came to him and saw that he wasn't doing well. You know, he had lost his wife, his family, his livestock, uh, and his children. I think it was his children first. And they sat down on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights, and no one said anything because they could see how much he was suffering. And then throughout the book, there's this dialogue that goes on. You know, his friend says something, and then Job replies. The second friend says something, and then that friend replies. And it just goes on and on and on. And then toward the uh, the end of the chapter, the, toward the end of the book, in verse 38, uh, chapter 1, uh, uh, excuse me, verse 1, uh, it, it says, Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. So, Go back and read the book of Job. It's quite interesting. But Job was processing all that he had been through, and God was aware of the many conversations that Job was having. But Job started challenging and questioning the sovereignty of God as if God needed to answer him. And that's why chapter 38 starts out the way it does. So with that, I just you know want to just go back and just encourage us to, to be a good listener, to be an active listener, 
And think about this poem. You know, if someone, if you're talking with someone and they say they're angry, they're angry with God, will you reject them? Will I reject them? Will I think that that's absolutely crazy? You know, if if someone is, is frightened and confused, like given today's times, you know, are, are we going to say, well, we're like, you know, wake up and, you know, what's, what's wrong with you? You know, God is sovereign. God is in control, you know. So all of that might be true. But the, the idea of being able to sit and listen to someone and meet them where they are takes a skill and an art, and it takes a, a spirit of humility. Remember I said I found it was more difficult to sit down and listen to friends and uh, family because I thought I had all the answers? Oftentimes, we're so ready to give an answer, and it might be just an opportunity to sit and talk. You know, when I had to uh, talk with the people in human resources, I did get to the point where uh, they trusted me and they would call me and ask me to sit down with them. And uh, I would. I'd have to always start the conversation out by asking, do you want me to be a sounding board or a listening ear or do you, or do you want me to give advice? And if they said just listen, I'd have to State the disclaimer that if I heard any claims related to discrimination, sexual harassment, retaliation, or legal activity, I was bound by law to report it. But most of the time, they just really wanted a listening ear. And so I was able to establish that reputation, and I practice uh, active listening to this day and consider it a blessing. And it's nice. It's nice to be able to return a favor, you know, you talk with someone else, pour out your heart, tell them which, why your heart is heavy and what your burdens are, and they meet you where, where you are, uh, nudge you along gently and lovingly so that you can take the next step. It's nice when you have that in your life and then you're able to reciprocate that for others. So with that, I just want to thank you for joining us today. I think I went over a little bit of uh, time that was scheduled, uh, but that's okay. Uh, thank you for sticking with me and, and, and uh, bearing with me. But I just want to say may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. And we'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you.